All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's after 5 o'clock, everyone in Sports Center, TSN 1260. Welcome back to The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. All the fun of the casino, right? On your handheld device or laptop. Casinos, lotteries, and more. Check it out at playalberta.ca. Of course, uh, NHL playoffs. I know some of you don't care, but you know what? Something tells me you're a diehard hockey fan. By the time you get around to Thursday, you'll be like, "Eh, I might watch it. Of course, Thursday, Florida, Carolina, Friday, Vegas, and Dallas. It was quite an entertaining game seven last night. A lot of goalposts in that game. Low scoring two to one game, but uh, there's a lot of chances. Let's get to the Rashad Report now, brought to you by. Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. Proud to be part of the MyShack group of companies. It's nextgentransportation.com. Ryan Rashog from uh, TSN joins us. And uh, Shogger, today's uh, post-season uh, avails with the players uh, had a much different feel than, than anyone I can recall before. I think there was uh, still a lot of heartache from that one, but a little bit more reflection that they got to eliminate the mistakes that a lot of times are self-induced rather than the other team pressuring them. Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, they definitely had a bit of a different feel to them. Honestly, though, man, the thing that stood out to me most today was Connor McDavid speaking openly about his feelings about the organization, what they've built here, um, that he feels, you know, uh, following through. Um, I think I think what he said was, you know, following through with our core group. That's that's what it's all about. 
So, you know, we kind of, we ask these questions to McDavid at the tail end of all these years, and it's like, you know, a pile in a row here where there's been disappointment attached. And this year, I just, I felt like he just gave a much more detailed kind of heartfelt answer. I haven't heard him speak with that level of pride in being an oiler and in what they've built. So to me, there was a different tone from Connor McDavid today about questions about, you know, and it wasn't so much about his future, like, are you going to sign? Is Leon going to sign? It wasn't so much that. It's more like, it was just more about, you know, how important it was, how important it is, because the future is unknown. It is uncertain what's going to happen here to get this done together. So to me, that was the, the standout comment for me today. It was from McDavid talking about the organization. Yeah, well, it would be foolish for anyone to ask him if he's going to sign when he's got three years left on his contract. Like, no one knows what can happen in the next two seasons. Lots can change. So, um, you know, well, exactly. Could, but so, go ahead. Sorry. And, and a player can always say they're going to sign. Ask Ask Calgary fans what Gaudreau and Kachuk said at the end of last season. <laughs> right. No, for sure. But 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 the point I would make to that is that there's one more season of quiet in this market. And that's it. And then things start to get very complicated, and that's when the discussions begin, um, or after next season. Because look at everything that Austin Matthews just went through this season here in Toronto and all the discussion about his future. Because everybody knows that uh, this summer is a turning point. You're not letting Austin Matthews walk into his unrestricted year without a deal on the table and into that no-trade situation without a deal on the table, right? So that's where Leon Dreisaitl lands after next season. This is the last season of these two just being signed where all stays quiet, right? All of those things start to come into play. And the organization's strategy about how to get McDavid and Drysaddle done, if they can get them done, can they keep them both? How much can you pay them? How much is the cap going to go up? There's one more season of quiet on that front, and then it gets very loud and complicated, quite frankly. Oh, yeah, potentially. Uh I've seen more players sign contracts in the, in the final year before they, they go to free agency. They like to, to wait it out, kind of see where it goes. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked, uh, especially because you know, Leon Dreisel and Connor McDavid are very tight. I think everybody knows that. Um, you know, If they wanted to, you know, they could literally sign contracts within 24 hours if they wanted to, where Dreisaitl waits until the last day of free agency, and then uh, McDavid signs on July 1st. So you know, they could do that if they wanted to um, for uh, effect. So I get it. People don't you don't want to risk losing the player for nothing. Totally understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Stamkos walked it very close, never left. There's been a few others. But, yeah, it's not ideal for sure. Um, but, that you know, that's a few years away until then. To me, the bigger yeah, question sure. is, what changes are they going to make for next season uh, from the Edmonton Orders? Obviously, you heard lots of players talk about they got to be better in limiting their mistakes as a group, but there's still going to be changes on this team. There's no question about it. And the, the big one to me, I start at defense. They want to limit goals. It starts at defense. And, um, like, Philip Roberg, do you see him being one an Edmonton Order at the start of next season? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think the Oilers need to change. Uh, I think they need one more top four defenseman, like a legit top four defenseman. And when they signed Cody Cece and they paid him what he did, we all kind of went, hmm, is he going to be a top four guy here? Well, on this blue line he is. That's kind of what we said. Potentially he will be on this blue line. Well, this blue line has changed. 
because now they got Matias Ekholm, and Evan Bouchard is like firmly planted in there, and so it's a bit of a different shape now. And I think for them to take the step and be a contending decor, and this is no disrespect to Cody Cece's, you know, he played hurt for a lot of this year. He was good last year, uh, and in the playoffs, like he's a good defenseman. But I think to be a contender, if they can upgrade their themselves at that that spot in the top four, I think that's important. So uh, that means there isn't room for Kulak and for CeCe. Um, if Broberg needs to be part of a package to return the proper defenseman, then I think you probably consider that if you're the Oilers. Um, but I don't think you just trade in Philip Broberg to trade Philip Broberg. I think he's part of the plan, but if he's the cost of upgrading, I think you consider it. Yeah, my, my, the concern I have with Broberg is his developmental curve is a little bit behind the order's championship aspirations. That's going to be the challenge to see kind of how he can improve. And, you know, maybe he can take a big step next year. It's very possible. But I think that's the big discussion in the offseason for the orders. Uh, the other one is, and, um, you know, I wrote it today at ordersnation.com. I said I'd tell you about it today on the show. That, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Forgot. Ka- What's the reveal? <laughs> Kyler, yeah, Kyler Yamamoto, a buyout actually makes oodles of financial sense yeah. because um, you buy him out, he's a one-third buyout, uh, he'd have a cap hit of 433 k this coming season, which would basically save them 2.667, which you could sign two players for at, at that, like two bottom six guys, and then it would only be a 533 k And I don't love buyouts. I don't love the – because, hey, that's what you got Dick Bukestad for is essentially 500 k when you got Arizona to retain a little bit of salary, right? So it's not it's not ideal – but it's one where I would consider it if I'm the Edmontoners. I think they would look for a trade first. And maybe Yamamoto and Broberg can be part of something, potentially. But if you can't facilitate a trade, I think a buyout would make a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, Based on the case you lay out there, I, I agree. I do think that um, a player that makes as much as he does who – um, you're kind of uncertain of what you're going to get from him offensively. Um, I agree that there, you know, that the you probably need you probably need an upgrade there, but it's hard to do. Um, I think there there's a good chance like the cap is going to go up over the next couple of years here. I know it's yes. not as fast as fans might want, but that is going to change the shape of things. And so the orders, you know. Evan Bouchard's going to get a raise. We believe they'll likely bridge him, um, but he's going to get a raise. Um, they've got Skinner's contract done already, right? That's an important one. Um, they still have the ability to add a, a decent player here over the next couple of seasons with the cap going up. and um, So, yeah, you, you need to create space, and the, the fewer guys you have being overpaid, the better. He's definitely, definitely one of them at this moment. And uh, I think I agree. With you. I think they'll explore trade. They'll try and figure out a way to to move them if they can, and uh, add maybe a different type of player into that spot. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be a fascinating one for sure. Um, did you find it interesting at all? Now I know there were only six people were asking why didn't Ryan Nugent Hopkins speak. Well, basically there were you know there were six people that you could speak to today uh, on the podium anyway. McDavid, Drysaddle, they they you know Nurse didn't speak, yeah. Nugent Hopkins didn't speak, Bouchard didn't speak. I, I don't really think it it means much more. I, I think some people were frustrated about Nugent Hopkins playoffs because I think the hundred point season people looked at that and said, okay, that's who he is. And I always thought the 100-point season was like a perfect storm for Nugent Hopkins. If you look at his point totals in the playoffs, his point totals are 
Well, there we go. Uh, welcome back. I'm not sure uh, what part of that you, you caught or not, Shogger, but um, I, I, I noticed that Bukestad was the center when uh, they loaded up McDavid and Drysaddle in that Vegas series. So I, I wonder for next year, does Jay Woodcroft just have to get away from the crutch that is McDavid and Drysaddle together and just say, you know what, I'm sticking with guys and say we got to win without them because uh, otherwise, because if you don't think Nugent Hopkins is a center because you didn't put him there when Nick Bukestad was there, I don't know if they can go out and get another option. So is it better off to just say enough's enough, McDavid, Drysaddle, other than the odd shift after a face-off or not? I'm not starting games with those two on the same line. Yeah, uh, I think we could see a ton of 11-7 and seven next year. I do. Hmm. Okay. I think that... Um, so they just keep the, Broberg? Yeah. And they keep the same 7-D? Well, I mean, no, I still think they need to make a change in their in their blue line next year. So um, I don't know if they'll do that in the off season or if it's a trade deadline thing. I'm not sure. I mean, the, the blue line they have right now, we've seen, is good enough to get them to a certain point. I'm just not sure if it's good enough to get them over the hump in the playoffs. So whether they choose to upgrade it off season, regular season, trade deadline, I don't know. But I don't know. I feel like we could see a lot of 11 and 7. I think maybe in the grand analysis of of things, um, I, I think Jay Woodcroft just functions a little better in an 11-7 format. And I think it makes the orders more complicated to play against in an 11-7 format. I think their record was good uh, playing 11-7. and seven. Um, Now, some guys come along. Clem Costin comes along. And, okay, there's a player you like that player. You want to have him in your lineup. Uh, you know, Jan Mark, valuable penalty killer. You want to have him in your lineup. So when you've got 12 good forwards, you know, it's, it's harder to go 11-7. and seven. But if Darren A. takes a step forward next year in his development and if Broberg uh, continues to develop here, um, I think you could see a lot of 11-7 and seven next year. And that definitely changes where Nugent Hopkins plays. Good one. We will uh, chat with you tomorrow. There's lots more to digest. We'll hear from the coach and the oh, GM yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, you bet, buddy. Have a great one. That's uh, Ron Shock from uh, TSN. 522 on Edmonton Sports Leader, Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. Uh, when we return, we got, uh, we'll get to the, uh, oil report. We're going to hear from, um, we got, uh, some stuff from the big guys. We got, uh, Warren Fogel, uh, and much, much more on the Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 528 on a hazy Tuesday afternoon as you make your way home. We're like having an awesome day. Let's get to the oil report now brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton, and if you're uh, looking for a vehicle, stop in, test drive the new XC60 plug-in hybrid, 445 horsepower and a 75K of pure electric ride. You can try it out at VolvoEdmonton.com, Canada's number one dealership in Volvo sales. And uh, there's lots of players who spoke at the podium today. I was able to uh, sit down with uh, Warren Fogle, uh, talk about the season, uh, the injury that he played through uh, since February, and kind of what the uh, what next season will look like for this team to improve. Uh, we started off just uh, about the uh, the disappointment, of course, of this season. This disappointment this year seems, even though you didn't go as deep, it seems worse from the group. The, the, the expectations were higher this year. That's how you feel. Yeah, it's an empty feeling. You know, I think the expectations within the group were were to win, and, and we didn't win. So, um, yeah, I think honestly still processing it, just honestly in shock. And, um, you know, it's a feeling, you know, I, 
I think everyone's going to remember this, and you know we're going to have to use that this feeling to fuel, fuel ourselves for the summer, and you know come back at it next year. Now I know for the last few months of the year you played with a, a hand injury. How how limiting was it, and what's the do you need surgery? What's the plan for that? Um, I'm actually just about to go get an MRI today on that, find out what what was going on. But you know this time of the year everyone was kind of hurt. I know with me kind of hurt in February kind of limited my mobility especially in practice just not really shooting and stuff like that but uh you know we have a great staff here and they were able to uh you know help me and maintain it and uh now it's this time of the year to figure out what was going on and um you know we've got a long summer to to get healthy and, and refuel and try to take the most uh, try to take advantage of that you compare your group now to maybe the group 12 months ago you just feel like this team's deeper and better suited and, and you look at the core guys most are signed there's obviously a few guys that got to get signed but you just feel like the that you're in your legit window to win is that fair yeah for sure i think uh yeah i think just i know last year we we went to the western conference finals and and this year we came up short but this group this group was was designed to go further you know I, th- I feel like I don't know it's hard to put into words I just felt like this group was meant to to go further and you know there's times this year where you know it looked like we were unstoppable and um, you know it's just going to be a, a hard long summer just thinking about the what ifs and stuff and you know that's out of our control now so um, yeah is the what if can it be a combination of motivation but also it can be thinking about it too much how do you balance that to ensure that you're like well i can't change it i want to learn from it but i don't want it to be like a negative all summer yeah for sure i think uh these next couple weeks maybe just try to you know get away from hockey and then regroup uh once you start training again and you know fortunate for me I'm, i'm with a bunch of these guys in the summer and i know we'll be pushing hard um you know knowing our goal for next year and um yeah, it's a big summer for this whole team, and our minds are to, to get clear but stay focused. You and Ryan McLeod, uh, along with Derek Ryan, really solid playoffs. I know for you, it's, it's always nice to score. You got some goals, especially in the Vegas series. When you look at your year overall, how would you evaluate it individually? Um, I, th- you know what, I'm, I was, uh, you know, it wasn't the start I wanted wasn't ideal that I got hurt either and um you know I'm kind of proud of you know the adversity that I kind of went through this year you know obviously with the, some of the outside noise um with the like roster decisions and things like that during the year um you know I thought I had a really good second half and I was probably the most consistent I've been in, in my career from I know February on and um you know I took a lot of pride in you know working hard and, and being a good teammate and um I think it just shows like how how much how good this team's depth is too. You know, I feel like maybe that wasn't the case last year, but I feel like our depth can can play more minutes. We can help this team win, and um, you know, definitely in the playoffs, you, you I thought like we were always in the ozone and trying to get momentum swings, and you know, I think we're ready for that next step that we can take on a little bit more you know it's going to be a team to win this and I think we have the right guys to do that as a as a player there 
do you have the conversation with the coach to say, hey, I want more of a role? How does that conversation go? Does it happen at the off season? Does it happen in the training camp? How does that work? Yeah, uh, you know, I had that conversation with Woody last summer. You know, I, I wasn't really happy with my role last year and felt like I actually wasn't really given a fair chance. And, you know, kudos to, to him for being open and, and communicating with me the things that I needed to do as a player to, you know, get his trust. And I found, uh, you know, especially that second half, you know, he gave me a legit chance to play and my game kind of just took off from there. Um, you know, it, you know, everyone's making sacrifices and, uh, you know, our goal is to win. And um, I don't know. I just feel like our we've got good depth players and, you know, I think the depth players can take that role. And you kind of saw that in the playoffs as well. The players always want to play more. Uh, when you have your exit meeting with the coach, do you say, hey, yeah, you know what? I'm happy about this or that, but uh, I want more penalty kill time. You, you started your career in, in Carolina and, and were a consistent penalty killer on one of the best penalty killing teams in the league. Is 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 that like a, I don't know if you have to be a selling feature of yourself, but is that a conversation that goes on? Yeah, I guess. I, there's, there, there's, there's always like tough conversations. I think you kind of nailed it. I think everyone wants to play more. And, you know, I know you just have to take sacrifices. Like we have a lot of great players on this team, and that's just the reality. And basically, if, if you want to play a lot, you know, maybe this isn't your team, you know, and I want to be here. I want to win. I want to win with these guys and, you know, yeah, maybe it does suck the, the odd regular season game. You're down a couple of minutes, but at the end of the day, like, I love going to war with these guys and, you know, I think I always play with my heart. Um, you know, I always bring 100% and, you know, this is a group of guys I want to do it with. And lastly, uh, what's an off-season entail for Warren Fogle and is it a little bit up in the air until you get the results of your MRI? Yeah, I have a, yeah, for sure. I it's honestly really weird for me. This is the longest off-season I will have probably in my career just because how far I went earlier in my career and then COVID and all that. And last year we ended later. So to be honest, I don't really know what to do with myself right now. Um, maybe I'll go away for, for a couple of weeks just to cool down. But, you know, it gives me more time to heal up and, you know, focus on things that maybe I couldn't, uh, focus on last year just because how short our summer was so I guess that's the positive just looking forward to you know get healthy stronger and you know come back better that's Warren Fogle who uh since February has been dealing with a wrist injury you'd watch him in practice and he didn't shoot the puck uh, very often I remember I was like how can we not shoot it? and then he had a wrist taped and he was like hey this is why I was like, all right so um, play through it. He actually says, it, you know, it would, it would kind of go through spurts where it would feel a little bit better, and then some days you couldn't have range of motion. So it was getting another MRI before the end of the season. Um, you know, he's hoping that they're going to tell him that it's just rehab without surgery. Uh, he did have surgery on his other wrist, his, uh, his left wrist. He actually told me how that surgery occurred. So it occurred in the bubble. Well, that's when the injury occurred. So he was in the bubble. And, of course, remember all those games – um, you know, Edmonton hosted some and Toronto hosted some. So he was playing for Carolina against Boston. And uh, you know how players do their warm-up before. And so he's doing the warm-up and, you know, they're just like jogging, doing a warm-up. He came around a corner where they're doing the warm-up and they had all the signage on the ground. And as he came around the corner, he stepped on one of the signs and it slipped out because it was on the floor, right? Like, And, you know, that's where you're running. And so when he stepped on it, the thing slipped. He fell down. 
and uh, smashed his wrist and ended up playing the remainder of the playoffs. It was hurt and then required surgery from it. So he's uh, had wrist surgery before on the other wrist, and he's hoping that uh, this was his right wrist. Um, just kind of above, uh, he originally thought it was scaphoid. It's not. So they're just going to do an MRI and, and see exactly what the issue is and see what, uh, if anything, needs to be done over the offseason. 539, Edmonton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. That was the old report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. Um, hey, guys, I'm curious. Did you say an answer to your trivia question earlier? Yes, we did. The answer was bats. The uh, The question was the only mammal with wings. And that might have been the most answers we've ever had on the text line for a trivia question. It was unreal. Many of you are bats fans. I love it. So we'll throw in the odd uh, fun uh, non-hockey trivia question uh, every now and then for uh, Eagle Rock Trivia. Uh, when we come back, uh, help me understand because, you know, like, I, well, I'm not really a huge hot take guy, but it bothers me when people make hot takes and suggestions that are just factually incorrect. So help me understand why this one is out there next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Rolling through Tuesday afternoon, Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you. Gregor Show, as always, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where you can get your tickets tonight, 40 mil in Lotto Max. Ooh, could be a game changer for you. (laughs) Hey, we split it between 40 listeners. We're still doing pretty good. Take a mil and just move on. Be nice. Need to get to uh, help me understand... Brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. And if you have, any, for your own, maybe you need a, a jersey. Maybe you want to have a new jersey made. Well, they will do all of that. Uh, whether it's for your hockey team, or your individual, or you have a corporate golf tournament and you're looking for uh, your logo to look great on all the apparel, we'll go to ElitePromoMarketing.com and they can help you out. I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. I'm afraid I don't understand. Understand? Do you? I don't understand. What? Uh, Help me understand. It's too technical for a layman to understand. Now, I understand that, you know what? Some people at times will will focus on the now and be like, oh, well, this is happening, so this has got to be why it's happening. Okay, and so this year in the the Stanley Cup playoffs, you have Florida, Carolina, Vegas, and Dallas. And, you know, none of them are considered massive hockey markets. But here's the thing. Carolina's been a really competitive team for a long time. Dallas, this is their second trip to the conference final in four years. Vegas, this is their third trip in four years. And uh, Florida, obviously, a long time for them, but they were the President's Trophy winner last year. Underachieved in the regular season. But it's not like they're just suddenly, you know, magically good. And so friend of the show, Bruce Arthur, was on suggesting how, well, you know what? Hey, Toronto lost, Edmonton lost. Maybe there's an advantage of being in a non-pressure-packed market. Really? Let's just do a quick little revisionist history. Just the last three years, I mentioned Vegas and Dallas were in there in 2020. So was Tampa Bay as a juggernaut who had lost the year before. Oh, by the way, in a non-hockey market, they lost in the first round after having the best regular season in franchise history and one of the best ever. Tied for the most wins in regular season history, but they didn't win. And the New York Islanders, last I checked, pretty big market. 2021, Tampa Bay again, dominant team. Vegas, Islanders. So three of the four teams are back in the conference final. It's almost like they were good teams. And, oh, the other team? In the mecca of hockey, Montreal. 
2022. Well, there's that Tampa Bay team. They're pretty good. And then the New York Rangers. Is there a bigger market? Edmonton. Pretty hockey-mad market. And Colorado, which is a good hockey market and a sick team. So how can you suggest... Like, help me understand why you would think that, oh, this is the year there's four non-hockey. So it's got to be because there's no pressure there. And and what? who defines pressure? You don't think that those players put pressure on themselves? And the pressure the players put on themselves is much more than any fan or media is going to do. I don't, I don't ever want to value myself so high that I think, oh, geez, winning or losing is because of my questions. Or the passion of the fans. I think the passion of the fans is a positive. I don't really view it as a negative. Can it be a negative at times when players, you know, would like to go out somewhere and, and not be noticed? Sure. But I think 95% of fans are pretty good. They would respect their privacy. It's the jabronis who don't who ruin it for everybody. But I think most fans would be like, oh, hey, there's Conor McDavid. I'm not going to go and invade his dinner to get an autograph on a napkin. Okay. I think most people would understand, hey, you know what? Maybe this is the time he just wants to have dinner without it being bugged. But I'm sorry. Dallas, Carolina, Vegas, Florida, they didn't make it here because they had no pressure. Like, Oh, Florida was down 3-1 to one in a series, but they had no pressure. What? Come on. There's lots of pressure. Sergei Bobrovsky has been playing in a non-hockey market for how many years, making 10 sheets, struggled. Now he's regained his Vesna Trophy form. Well, it must be because magically there's less pressure this year. No, I'm sorry. So help me understand, Connor. I just I can't I can't wrap my head around how you, people would think that no pressure is why these teams are in here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just trying to find that common denominator that they're maybe not the most traditional hockey markets. So how can we make that the storyline this year? I actually saw it thrown out there that uh, you, you had a factor in state income taxes. And, you know, granted, Florida, Texas, Nevada do not have state income taxes, so that, that, that probably helps them in a little bit. Maybe some guys say, hey, that, that's a benefit. I can go there and keep more of my money. But going back to last year, Colorado has, I think, 4%. New York is amongst the highest in the country. Canada, obviously, they, they pay taxes up here. So I think it's just trying to find kind of a storyline and narrative to roll with. Even if it doesn't make sense long term, you can say it works this year. Yeah, ridiculous. Like, hey, they won. They played better. Point blank. They played better. So, um, And Florida, by the way, has had no state tax for a long time. Since, I think, I don't know, for the last 20 years? How many playoff series did they win? Like, so it works one out of 20 times? Well, that must be the benefit. So, I don't get it at all. Hey, Gregor, the order's management before Holland made countless dumb moves because of pressure. Did anybody pressure Peter Shirelli to trade the 16th overall, 15th overall pick for Griffin Reinhardt? I, I don't recall anybody even mentioning it, my man. That's like the worst trade he made. I don't recall a lot of people pressuring the trade to Taylor Hall either, so I'm not giving Peter Shirelli an out. Peter Shirelli just made bad moves. <laughs> I am not blaming the pressure of the fan base on that one whatsoever. I have to disagree with you on that. 
Have ourselves a wonderful Tuesday. Tomorrow, Ken Holland, Jay Woodcroft will speak. Uh, We'll break it down. We'll hear from uh, some of the other players that I had a chance to interview and more. So have yourselves a lovely Tuesday. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. That's a game you need to watch if you're a sports fan. L.A. and Denver and the Jays. Will Judge be side-eyeing it tonight? Ooh, let's see what happens. Have a great night. Here's a con man and a sports center update brought to you by BIE Engineering. Your structural engineering specialist. Whether you're in the process of a rental or building your dream home, BIE can help you out. Go to BIEENG.com. Good night. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.